Oh Lord Jesus, we thank you. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Psalm 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly for my iniquity. And cleanse me from my sin. It says, I have mercy on me according to your loving kindness, not according to the things I have done right, not according to the times that I have been merciful on people, not according to my expectations, but according to your loving kindness and according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden parts you will make me to know wisdom. It says, behold, you desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden parts, you will make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear your hear joy and gladness that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face for my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation, and your tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall show forth your praise. For you do not desire sacrifice, or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, these, O oh God, you will not despise. Do not go in your good pleasure to Zion. Do good in your good pleasure to Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you shall be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then they shall offer bulls to your altar. Here is a prayer of repentance um, by the psalmist, um, a psalm of David. You know, and this was when Nathan the prophet came to him after he had gone to um, Bathsheba, after he had taken the wife of um, Uriah, uh, what he should not have done. 
So here is David entreating the Lord and, you know, saying to the Lord, have mercy on me, have mercy on me. He said, have mercy on me according to your loving kindness, you know, according to your nature, according to your character, because of who you are. If we were to um, ask for mercy based on who we are and based on the things we've done, Lord, we are not deserving of your mercy. But Father, we are asking that in the name of the Lord Jesus, that you have mercy on us according to your loving kindness, Mm -hmm. according to your loving kindness, Mm -hmm. that Lord Jesus, you would look upon us from heaven, oh God, and you will look past the weakness and the brokenness of our flesh. Mm -hmm. You will look past the weakness and the brokenness of our humanity, Mm -hmm. that Lord Jesus, you would invade us with your mercy from heaven, Mm -hmm. that Lord Jesus, you would invade us with your grace from heaven, Mm -hmm. that Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Jesus, la bosque le veletila. Kera bosha tela brande kela monta la granda ruska. Rakota bara keto zobrege de le dika ruska te. Rakato bragadela kosobrana basakati. Rakato brahadesh kata. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. According to your loving kindness, O God. According to your loving kindness, O God. There are many things, Jehovah, that I get wrong. There are many things, O God, that I don't get right. But Father, I ask that you will look upon me with your mercy. If I were to design my life, if I were to design um, the things that I should receive from heaven, oh God, I would not be able to get it right. But you, Jesus, are the one that has the big picture. You, oh God, are the one that carries the vision for all creation. I ask, Father, that in light of your understanding, in light, oh God, of your wisdom, that you have mercy on me. That I will not derail, oh God, from the eternal plan of your will. That I will not derail, O oh God, from the path that you have set. Father, have mercy on us. O oh, Rabaki Shobrahita Sikata. Teach us your ways, O oh God. Teach us your ways, O oh God. Reveal to us, O oh God, that which you want of us in the name of our Lord Jesus. Please unmute people's mics. I'm not praying for by myself according to your loving kindness oh god according to your tender mercies oh god father that you will look upon us from heaven oh god name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Amen. You know, um, in a in a season like this where we're fasting and we're praying, there's a tendency to think that you know the powerful prayers you can pray is you know, prayers um, that have to do with like warfare and, you know, you're breaking this, you're breaking that, you know, all these powerful things that quote what we believe is powerful. Um, but you see this morning as 
I had prepared notes on Daniel, you know, I had planned to share on different parts from Daniel. Um, but as I sat down here this morning, I began to hear the Lord speaking about the path of restoration, the path of restoration, you know, and I could not understand why God was saying that because I thought to myself, ah, we are not the ones now. We've been fasting for two weeks. Now we are in the third week. You know, everybody, you know, everybody is righteous. Everybody, you know, has got all of this covered in the realm of the spirit. Why are you talking about the path of restoration, oh God? But I sense in my spirit that there are people um, here who, even in the midst of all of this, there are certain things that you have gotten wrong. There are certain things that have been broken. There are certain things that are, you know, out of place and out of order, you know, whether physically, spiritually, um, mentally, um, emotionally, um, there are certain things even in our lives, you know, that are not the way the Lord would have them be. And I feel like the Lord is speaking about restoration and the Lord wants to rebuild. The Lord wants to reinstate. The Lord wants to reposition um, people where they should be. But you see, Amen. all of this restoration, it begins with us acknowledging that there is a need for the mercy of God, that there is a need for God mm. to look upon us. You see, let me help you understand mercy. When it comes to God, we are not in a competition for holiness. When it comes to God, we are not in a competition for righteousness. The Bible was speaking about our own righteousness, how it's like a filthy rag before God. And this is why we needed the righteousness of Jesus. It says we have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus then became the capsule within which we're able to apprehend righteousness. Jesus is the reason why we're able to stand and even have conversations about righteousness. Because if it were to be the things that we do or the things that we don't do, it is not enough to bring us into a status of righteousness. Remember, we're sharing the other day and we're sharing about how um, Isaiah 11, the seven spirits of God and how God was saying he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes nor the hearing of his ears but in righteousness he will judge in righteousness so i began to say to you that righteousness is not just a feeling you know or a state it's also an ability and a capacity is a realm from where you see is a realm for where you evaluate is a realm for where you make decisions he says it is with righteousness that he will judge it is with righteousness that he will judge so but the bible began to say that we have been made the righteousness of god in Christ Jesus. So that means mm. Jesus is what makes it possible for us to even stand on the level of righteousness, for us to even have conversations around righteousness um, as it pertains to God and it pertains to Jesus and it pertains to eternal life. But you see, for us to be able to apprehend this Please mute your microphone. For us to be able to apprehend this, we must recognize that it is the mercy of God it is the mercy of God for us to be able to unlock the doors of righteousness on a daily basis, for us to be able to open the wells of restoration on a daily basis. We must acknowledge the mercy of God. So the mercy of God is not just a feeling or not just an act of kindness, but the mercy of God is strategic. The mercy of God is wise. The mercy of God is powerful. The mercy of God digs deep. The mercy of God raises high. The mercy of God um, basically is the pathway um, through which God is able to bring a person out of a place of darkness, out of a position of, you know, basically sinking in the miry clay and restoring the person um, on a position of strength and restoring the person um, on a position of balance. So it says, 
um, by his mercy, by his mercy. God, it says, how, it says, according to your tender mercies and your loving kindness, you know, um, restore to me, restore to me. So God's mercy is able to look at me and say, you know what? This is where PI is broken. This is where PI makes mistakes. This is where PI has a tendency to fall. And his mercy is able to see through me. And his mercy is able to uh, um, locate the exact area in my life where I need help, where I need restoration. And by his mercy, he begins to dig into that area. And by his mercy, he begins to come up with a plan by which he can enable me rise, by which he can enable me rise without breaking any of the laws of creation, without breaking any of the laws of eternity without breaking any of the laws of the earth mercy is able to adhere to all the different laws while focusing on the son of god or the child of god that he's trying to pull out of that place so mercy becomes what the very thing that rides with me throughout my journey of restoration mercy becomes the very thing that empowers me throughout my journey of restoration mercy becomes the very advocate the very one that stands in the presence of god and the presence of the gods and speaks on my behalf mercy becomes the very one that encourages me on a daily basis that I will be restored, that I will be reinstated into the position of glory, into the position of honor. Mercy becomes the very thing that keeps, that gives me light and enables me to not fall again for the patterns of brokenness. Mercy becomes the reminder that the Lord is with me, that the Lord is my shepherd, irrespective of what I am dealing with. Mercy. Mercy is a mighty tool of the spirit. Mercy is a mighty force that comes from the throne of God. Mercy is one that carries the personality of God himself. And mercy works with people. And mercy works with individual. And mercy is not about who you are or what you have done. Mercy is about who God is and what he can do. Mercy has, it doesn't judge what it will do based on what people have done. It judges what it will do based on what God's eternal plan is and the role that the person has to play in the midst of it. David said, I have seen. David said, I have strayed. David said, I have done that which is detestable before you. But according to your tender mercies and according to your loving kindness, my God, I said that you will please be with me. I pray that you will restore me according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgression. He called it a multitude of tender mercies, a multitude of tender mercies. That means he did not, he, David in this point referred to mercy as if it is more than one. Referred to mercy as though it is a band of angelic hosts, as though it is a multitude of people. He said, according to your multitude of tender mercies, remember, David was not just a man. David was also a prophet. But David was also um, a being that had insight into the realm of the spirit. David looked into the heavens and said, listen, I can see that you have a band of angels called the band of mercy. And I see that it is a huge multitude. And I see that the power of this multitude is so great that if you were to release mercy unto me, that mercy can go into every area, every corner of my life, that mercy can break through time, that mercy can break into to eternity that mercy can create a path for me from this place of my smallness and 
and create a path for me into the power of your throne according to the multitude of your tender mercies it is not just mercy but it is also tender you when mercy begins to handle me mercy handles me tenderly because mercy knows the places of my wound mercy knows the places of my injuries mercy knows the places where i have fallen in the past mercy knows the places where my soul needs to be tended this morning i asked you wanted to ask god according to the multitude of your tender mercy according to the multitude of your tender mercy reach out to me oh god and have mercy on me have mercy on me reach out to me father and restore reach out to me father and touch reach out to me father and the areas within me father god i pray that you will look upon me the very things that are detestable that i have done lord jesus do not let them stand against me but send me mercy send me mercy send me mercy send me mercy my God, when you look at the repeated patterns in my life, when you look at the repeated patterns in my family, when you look at the repeated patterns that I fall into, Father, I ask that you send me mercy this morning. Father, I ask that you send me mercy this morning. Let mercy walk with my children. Let mercy walk with my husband. Let mercy walk in my home. Let mercy cause there to be a restoration in my family. Can we pray together? Let mercy cause there to be a restoration with my career. Let mercy cause there to be a restoration in my Job. In the God. name of the Lord Jesus, let the force of mercy be released from heaven. Let's pray, let's pray together. Let the force of mercy release from heaven. Thank <laughs> you. 
In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You know, I, I, I need you to understand this prayer point very clearly. There was a time when, you know, somebody that I I love and I deeply admire um, was going through a really tough situation. And this person had been hurt so badly by people that they trusted. And this individual, you know, was going through such a, such a tough time. And I remember, you know, she was talking to me and I said to her and I was like, I hope you have done this and done this and done this, you know, to put these people behind bars, you know, how could they cheat you? How could they do this to you? How could they dupe you? And, you know, all of that. And she said to me, she said, P.I., the Lord will not allow me to do that. And I was like, excuse you? But he's a just God. You know, God would definitely, and she said, the Lord will not allow me to do that. And I said, so what's going to happen to these people that have done this to you? What's going to happen to these people, you know, that nearly ruined your life? And she said to me, she said, all that the Lord is even asking me to pray about is that God's mercy will come down. God's mercy. I was like, mercy for who? Mercy for these people? As in, or mercy, I don't understand. What does mercy have to do with all of this situation going on? She said, I can't explain it. But all I just hear myself saying every time I pray is mercy, mercy, mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You know, and I thought to myself, well, yeah, I don't understand this dimension of operation. You know, fast forward like a month later, I am going through a very serious situation myself. And I feel broken. I feel extremely sad. I am agitated. All of these things are going on. And initially, I was praying all kinds of prayers. I was addressing all kinds of things in the realm of the spirit. You know, I'm being strong. And then one day, the Lord began to show me the reality of who I was. And the Lord began to show me that, yes, if you were to look at it from what is obvious, you have the right to declare. If, I, if you tell me to call down, bring down fire from heaven and consume this city, he said, I will do it. He said, but... I also want you to see who you are. And I need you to understand that in the way that you stand in judgment right now, it says a lot about your understanding of my mercy. And it says a lot about your understanding of the way that I have restored you. And in that place, as I began to look at myself, I realized that I was capable of depths of unforgiveness. I was capable of depths of wickedness. I was capable, if I, before then, I used to say to people about how I don't understand when I watch movies and I'll see that people will sit down, plot and plan and scheme somebody else's doom. I'm like, this thing is so strange to me. Even like maybe someone does something and then maybe someone says like, you know, I've been planning this thing. In fact, from the day that she did this to me or from the day he did that, I've said to myself that I'm going to, I'm like, yeah. So somebody can sit down and plan and from one point strategize how you will deal with somebody to another point. I'm like, man, God, you need to help me, man. I need a level of, I don't know how to explain it so that I can be, I feel like I'm behind time when it comes to being able to plant things, you know? So it used to be so strange to me when people said that because I didn't understand it. I was like, how does someone plot and scheme? And you know ahead of time that this is what you want to do to someone. I didn't, I didn't get it. 
But you see, in that period of hurting, the Lord began to show me that, Isi, you are capable of it. You can. But the reason why you have not, it is me that has held you, even down to the fabric of your heart. It is me that was the breath that was breathing through every vein in your body, every blood cell. I was the very oxygen that powered your life, that powered your soul, that powered your spirit. It's not by your power. You did not wake up one morning and become the person you are by yourself. I am the one that did those things. If I were to step away, you have the capacity to do even worse than the thing you think has been done to you. At that point, I went on my knees and I was like, mercy, Lord, have mercy. And I wasn't sure if I was praying for mercy for me, mercy for the person that had hurt me, mercy over the situation, mercy over life and the world in general. But the only thing that was coming out of my mouth was mercy. And in that moment, I understood that the mercy of God is not just, oh, God, I have wronged you. And God is like, eh, okay. It's all right. I forgive you. I will have mercy on you. I realized that that wasn't what mercy was. I realized that mercy in itself was a tool of God that made it possible for a person to come into the kindness of God. Mercy was the one that made it possible for God to, you know, look past all the thousand reasons why you were undeserving of his power, why you are undeserving of his, um, um, of his ability to come into your situation. I then began to realize that mercy brings balance to this world. Mercy brings balance to our lives. Mercy brings balance to creation. I began to realize that mercy is a lens by which you are able to view things from the perspective of God. I began to realize that without mercy, a king cannot rule. Without mercy, a man cannot be great because mercy is what enables you to see the brokenness and the weaknesses in people yet you are able to connect it to the eternal plan of God for all creation yet in mercy you are able to create a path by which the goodness and the grace of God can flow towards somebody it is mercy that makes it possible for you to do good for a person even when the person in that moment in time does not look like they are deserving of it mercy gives you a peek into the future of people mercy gives you a peep into the destinies of people and you are able to engage them on the level of destiny not on the level of now mercy mercy is what restores marriages mercy is what restores homes mercy is what restores friendships mercy is what restores um, businesses and staff and mercy is what restores people this morning i want you to ask the lord to teach you what mercy means what mercy means, because you see, to the one that is merciful, he shall receive mercy from God. The reason why it seems like you are constantly paying for your sins and constantly paying for your errors. You make a mistake at your job. It is you, you. By the time you make that mistake, that's when they will bring out a policy that anyone who makes this mistake will lose their job or anyone who makes this mistake will lose X, Y, Z at work. Why is it your turn that there is always penalty for sin? Why is it in your turn that there must always be judgment? The Lord says to the one that is merciful, he will receive mercy. He says, Lord, help me to forgive others their transgressions, even as you forgive me my own. My God, help me. So ask the Lord this morning, Father, teach me about mercy. Teach me, show me the patterns of mercy. Because I perceive in my spirit that the next level for some people right now, it is tied to your ability to have mercy. 
on some people, your ability to have mercy on some systems, your ability to have mercy on your fathers, your ability to have mercy on your spouses. I perceive in my spirit that there is a wall in the realm of the spirit that is standing between people and the next season of their life. <clears throat> I see that we have come into 2022 in a calendar form, but I see this wall in the realm of the spirit and I see 2022, I see 2022 written on this side of the wall and I see the years past written on the other side of the wall. And I see in the years past, darkness, thunder, lightning, um, grounds that have been overtilled. I see on this other side of the wall, um, pain and suffering and brokenness, but I see in the side of 2022, light and brightness and joy and strength and power and grace and I see the ability to speak and I see the ability to be strong and I perceive in the realm of the spirit that even though we have come into 2022 and the grace and the abundance of 2022 is available to us there are some people that are stuck in the years past and even though you will cross over in the physical calendar time in the realm of the spirit you will not cross over and I perceive that in the years past for some people it's not just one year it's not two years for some people it's like 10 years it's like 30 years and even though many years have gone by every time that a new year comes in it is joined to the years of before because it is almost like you are still playing out the same story of many years ago but i hear the lord saying it is time to break down the walls of jericho and I hear the Lord say, it is time to pull down the walls that stand between you and your promise. I hear the Lord say, it is time to pull down demonic strongholds. It is time to break down walls of limitation. It is time to pull down walls that stand in the way of your destiny. Amen. It is time for you to step into the new day and to come into the light. Yes, it is time for you to yes. break forth and to break into the restoration and the grace of God. Amen. This morning, I, I want you to begin to ask of the Lord, Father, have mercy on me and show me mercy. Yes, have mercy Lord. on me and show me the operations Father, of mercy. mercy. Help me to understand, oh God, how to walk in mercy. mercy. Help me to understand, oh God, how to engage. Help me to understand, oh God, what to do. I pray that mercy will be able to break everything that you have. I pray that you will take it. May the multiple Jesus 
I perceive you can keep praying you can mute your mic and keep praying uh you know i perceive in my spirit this morning that god wants to restore restore some people but what has been standing in the way of god's restoration and god re-establishing you and god and building you up and god you know giving you the things that you deserve i perceive that what has been standing in the way of that is your ability to walk in mercy ability to walk in mercy i i pray father do, do not let my life be small do not let my life be small god do not let my life be reduced to the level of um the, the, the mercy i'm unable to have you know on people on places on time god break me past the effect of things so that i can come into the expanse of your goodness i perceive that some people's restoration and even healing this morning is connected to the ability to have mercy it's connected to the ability to have mercy your healing is connected to your ability to have mercy your restoration is connected to your ability to have mercy your capacity that you need for the next level is connected to your ability to have mercy i pray that god will enroll you in the school of mercy i pray that god will teach you according to the curriculums of heaven what mercy looks like. I pray that God will teach you step by step according to the modules of 
mercy. I pray that you will not be behind in understanding. I pray that God will give you the ability to see it as he sees it. I pray that God will not limit you or restrain you or not allow you to be limited to the place of your pain and your brokenness. But I pray that God will break you out of that so that you can engage, so that you can receive, so that you can grow, so that you can fly, so that you can lead according to his tender mercy, according to his loving kindness, according to what is available to you in the kingdom. I pray that you will become unstuck this morning. You will become unstuck this morning in the areas where your journey had stopped, in the areas where even your health had stopped. I pray that God will break you loose this morning as he begins to show you mercy. Let the spirit of mercy enter into this Zoom call. Let the spirit of mercy break through this Zoom call. Let the spirit of mercy enter into the homes of people. Let the spirit of mercy enter into the houses of people. Oh God, let mercy, let mercy release unto us the multitude of mercy this morning. The multitude of mercy this morning. Father, I know that mercy is available to everyone on this call. Let mercy enter their homes. Let mercy sit with them. Let mercy engage with their children. By mercy, oh God, begin to give their children a new kind of inheritance. By mercy, oh God, separate their portion from the brokenness of their fathers and the brokenness of their mothers. Let mercy come in and sit with us this morning. Let mercy enter into our businesses. Let mercy begin to show us, oh God, how to get it right, what to do. Let mercy become the light that lights up our path, oh God, and illuminates us from the, from the disaster that darkness wants to bring. My God, have mercy to the man who is about to go on the journey and he has signed a contract with death because he did not know it. My God, I ask for mercy. I decree that there will be no accident on the way. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you will preserve his life in the name of Jesus. We cancel any kind of accidents, any kind of crashes, whether it be in the air, whether it be in the land or in the sea. We ask for your mercy, for your mercy, for your mercy to meet with your people this morning. I pray that the Lord will appoint to you a new teacher in the realm of the spirit. And he will appoint to you a teacher from the school of mercy. That God will begin to school you. That God will begin to open your eyes. That God will begin to teach you. Because one of the things that makes God, God is his mercy. His ability to have mercy. For you to operate fully as a God, you need to understand the modalities of mercy. So I pray that God will, will appoint to you a tutor of mercy, a teacher of mercy, so that your life will grow, so that your life will increase, so that your heart will expand. So that you can be trusted with the throne of God, with the throne in the kingdom, with your portion in Zion, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Ante karabasanda laketa alabako alakeda alakaba elekotolika in the name of our Lord Jesus in Jesus name Amen. You see, I, I want you to understand something. Last year, I always talk about last year is so significant, and 2020, 2021 so significant for me. Because I learned so many lessons and I began to understand what it means to be spiritual. Not just what it means to be a Christian, not just what it means to be born again, but I began to understand what it means 
to be a spiritual man. That's what many people don't understand. And that's why many people say, how is it that the kingdom of darkness seems to be thriving above the kingdom of light? Or how is it that unbelievers seem to be doing better than believers? Or how is it that, you know, uh, people who are going to um, do all kinds of fetish things are doing better than us? No, you don't understand. They are not doing better than us because their realm is more powerful, more effective. They are doing better than us because they understand and they have knowledge of how the realm of the spirit operates. I was saying this some days ago, you have a lot of Christians that are unspiritual people. You have a lot of born again people that are unspiritual, that have no respect for the laws, that have no respect or the protocols of the spirit that have no knowledge of scripture that have no knowledge of how things work in the spirit listen to me this is why you need spiritual people around you this is how you need why you need people who can give you sound judgment around you and tell you that ah this thing you are saying is not of god peter began to say to jesus ah jesus i will not let you die he says oh jesus said oh i'm going to die i'm going to the grave and peter began to say to him Oh, can you hear me now? Is yes, it better? Ma'am. Much okay. better. Yes, we can. Okay, great, great, great. Thank you. Um, 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 Peter was was saying to Jesus, you know, Jesus, I will not let you die. Oh, I will not let you go um, to the grave. It's impossible. How can you say you are going to die? You are our Lord, you are our master. And Jesus looked at what Peter was saying. And Jesus looked at him and said, get thee behind me, Satan. Because this conversation you are trying to have with me, this way in which you are trying to engage with me is a demonic standard. This is not the path of God. Jesus was able to discern, you know, what was of the Lord and what was not of the Lord. I found out that the reason why many people are going through some oppressions that they are going through is because they don't understand how the spirit realm works. People who go to dark places, they understand how the spirit realm works. As a matter of fact, if the, if the herbalist or the, the, the person, the ritualist tells them, you know, take this thing, put four drops. When you put four drops, breathe into the air twice. Ha, ha. We that we are from Africa, we understand this very well. And, you know, after breathing into the air twice, turn around and turn around. And while you are turning around, I need you to, you know, to dance a little bit. Every single thing that they have listened to them, no matter how stupid or foolish it sounds, they do it. Because to them, I don't know anything else but this information he has given to me. And I know that the power I'm seeking is connected to this information. But you see, the problem with Christians is that we see the word of God as letters. We don't see, the, see it as the information that empowers us and makes it possible for us to stand firm in the realm of the spirit. While they are going to um, the herbalist or the, the ritualist for per second, per second instruction, we, we have a whole manual. We have a whole book that has been given to us where our God has written it and our God has published it. Our God has put it online. Our God has put it in the hands of people. Our God has made this knowledge available to everybody. And our God is saying it is not limited to the priest. It's not limited to the pastor. It's not limited to anyone who believes. Here is the manual of how people become powerful in the realm of the spirit. Read it, embrace it, hold it, cry out for every part of it, every verse, every scripture in it is powerful, is an instruction. If only we would respect the instructions of the spirit will become more powerful. If only we will commit ourselves to understanding, we'll be more powerful. I'm saying this to you today in light of mercy, in light of mercy. And so last year, I came into a place where 
Initially, I didn't realize what the game plan of hell was because I was consumed by, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm born again. Here am I writing God. If I can say this, then this will happen. If I can declare this, then that will happen. I was stuck in that place. And I, I, I kept wondering, why am I in perpetual slavery to this experience? Why am I in perpetual slavery? And I was in that place. And in as much as I knew, I could tell that the hand of restoration was upon me. And I was seeing restoration in bits and pieces. But yet I could not understand. I could not see the pathway into the future. And I was like, God, when will this end? When would this, what would you do? And I remember one day as I sat down, as I began to have conversations with the Lord in the place of prayer, as I was praying, as I was praying, as I was praying, I began to hear the Lord speaking to me about mercy. And as I began to cry out for mercy, it dawned on me what Satan was doing. Satan was setting a trap for me in the realm of the spirit. He was trying to enslave me to the pain of the trouble, to the pain of the experience, so that I could be, it's like, it's like a man that is tied to a tree. So you are on this great island with all kinds of experiences. You know, you have beautiful uh, landscape, you know, you have this beach where you can get any kind of refreshment drink that you want you know you have this beautiful hotel you know resort you know it's just a beautiful beautiful island but what is happening is you are thirsty you are weak you are sleeping under the rain the sun is bashing you all kinds of things are happening to you why because you are tied to this palm tree you know and you are just there you can't move you can't cry out for help you are watching other people go through this beautiful experience you are seeing all the things that are available to you but you cannot apprehend it why because you are tied I realized that what Satan was trying to do was that Satan was trying to limit me from coming into the new of God. He was trying to limit me from coming into the abundance of God. He was trying to limit me from coming into the next of God, from breaking into the next level of power. So what Satan did, because he knew that I qualified for it, and he couldn't stop God from, from giving it to me, what he then did was try to break me so that I could disqualify myself by my inability to, to see the truth and to walk in grace and to walk in mercy. Satan was trying to get me to disqualify myself. And you see, the thing about the deception of Satan is that because you can feel the pain in yourself, you can justify the actions that you do. You can justify it and say, ah, yes, now, but look at what this person did to me. It is only reasonable for me to do ABC. It is only reasonable for me to do Ah, no, this is my way of setting boundaries. This is my way of putting an order in place. This is my way. Satan will get you. You can justify it. If, if you couldn't justify it, you wouldn't call it deception. You call it deception because you feel it inside of you as truth. And you believe that this is truth. But my brothers and my sisters, I want you to understand that there is another reality that is separate from the experiences in your flesh. There is another spiritual reality. And as we pray this morning, I pray that God will cause your eyes to open and cause you to see the reality in the realm of the spirit, who you are and what your true experience is and where your true position is. Because like I said, I sense that people are at the tipping point. You are standing at the edge of either eternal darkness and pain and condemnation, or you are standing at the edge where you can break into the light and the abundance that is for the next level of your life. But the key that will open the door is mercy. Mercy. And as I sat down, mercy began to teach me. Mercy began to school me. 
Mercy began to empower me how to escape the attack of hell. At this point, it had nothing to do with another person. At this point, it was not the conversations were no longer on the level of who is right or who is wrong. Listen to me. It is not about right or wrong. It is about destiny. Those conversations are low-level conversations to ensnare you, to draw you into a repeated cycle of brokenness and doom. If you can break past it, if you can break into the mercy, and you see, mercy has nothing to do with another person. Mercy has nothing to do. David said, according to your loving kindness and your tender mercy, not according to my ability to repent, not according to my capacity to say that I have wronged you, God, not according to my ability to say, oh yes, Lord, I'm sorry. I get No, 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 because God, I in my heart, I am detestable. There are things I will perpetually do wrong in my humanity, but God, according to your loving kindness and your tender mercy, because mercy is not looking to the other person's response to determine what it will do. Mercy is mercy all by itself. Mercy sets a standard, a godly standard that is put on the pedestal of hope so that when someone looks upon an act of mercy, they can have hope that God yet exists. Mercy has nothing. It does not derive its direction from the actions of the other person. Mercy is mercy all by itself. I need you to hear this. Because like me, I perceive that there are many people that Satan wants to lock. For us that know how they do this, he wants to lock you in a bottle and tie the bottle and tighten it, even put a padlock on it and throw it into the sea. So that forevermore you will be stuck in that experience in time. Meanwhile, God has got this vastness. Remember my explanation of the island. He has got this vastness available for you. I began to pray and I began, and you see, one of the things that I want you to hear today is that God does not move because you are in pain. From the moment that man fell, pain was incorporated into the existence of humanity. It is not the will of God that anybody should go through pain. In God's original creation, we were, he was going to shield us from the reality of pain. But the moment man fell, a man broke the plan of God. God, yes, in the option of man falling, God had already imputed mercy. So that if man chose to go the path of disobedience, there will be mercy for restoration available to humanity. Nonetheless, in the midst of the restoration package, there were some things that God could not remove, some experiences in the new body that we then had. The reality of pain, the reality of shame, the reality of fear. These things came by reason of the fact that we had broken the hedge of protection over us. Nonetheless, God had put his mercy into the darkness that humanity was then going to start experiencing. However, pain is not what causes God to move and to rend the heavens and to shake. No. In his mercy, he would stop the pain sometimes or he will change some you know help you go through it sometimes he will give you grace but just because a person is shouting doesn't mean that god is not going to stop all the rules in heaven to make sure that you are delivered if it was by pain god would have removed jesus from the cross god would not have allowed him to go through that suffering of nails of thorns on his head no if it was pain that moved god jesus was god himself so everything that jesus felt god felt it if it was pain 
God will never have made that decision. But when God wants to deliver you from the shackles of pain, God begins to teach you principles. Because in the realm of the spirit, it is about legalities. The spirit realm is a lawful realm. The spirit realm is a realm where it is laws that control things. So when you are crying out and saying, God, help me, God is crying out and saying, listen to me. God is saying, open your mind. God is saying, get your pen and your journal. I want to teach you. I want to show you the next principle by which you can liberate yourself. The Christianity that isolates us from responsibility is what is killing us. Because we all feel that as long as you have tears in your eyes, God is obligated to answer. The tears in your eyes moves the Lord to teach you, to show you what you need to know so that you can be rescued, so that you can be delivered. Mercy of God does not negate learning. The mercy of God ensures that learning comes to you, ensures that revelation comes to you, ensures that understanding comes to you so that you can break loose. As I came into that place, where I began to realize what was going on, God said to me, hey, Isi, listen, you have to understand mercy. And I thought that mercy was mm, just forgive somebody for what they've done to you. And God began to say, no, it is beyond that. It is beyond that. Sometimes mercy will have you be the one that creates a path of restoration for a system that has hurt you, for a system that has broken you. Because what mercy does is that mercy gives you perspective. Mercy puts your pain and your struggles into context. In the light of mercy, you begin to understand that what you are experiencing is not just about you. It is about generations that are to come. In the light of mercy, you are able to sit under what looks like a hand of oppression. But because you want to bet restoration and you want to bet the strength of a new day, you begin to partner with God to ensure that his light is able to break forth. Mercy is a tutor. Mercy is a trainer. Mercy is a teacher. Mercy is light. Mercy releases grace. Mercy is strategic. Mercy is empowering. Mercy is a standard of truth. Mercy is God's standard in every matter. When you walk in mercy, you do not consider your destiny weightier than another person's own. You do not consider the need for God to move greater in your own life than in the life of another person. When you walk in mercy, you begin to understand why God causes it to rain on both the good and the evil. Why God blesses the farmland of a wicked man as he blesses the farmland of a righteous man. When you walk in mercy, you begin to realize that it is about the eternal order of things. It is not about the order of one man. Mercy is what breaks you out of spiritual selfishness, out of spiritual smallness, so that you can begin to see the big picture. A man that comes into the understanding of mercy can partner with God on the level of God. Because there is a level of God and there is a level of child. When you come into the level of a God, a God sees from the perspective of the kingdom, sees from the perspective of the entire nation, sees from the perspective of the whole land. He doesn't see from the perspective. Anytime a king reduces himself to the smallness and to the wrong of one man and makes a kingdom decision based on the rebellion of one man, that king will soon lose his throne. So when you, if you, for you to be a king, you must understand mercy. And mercy is what gives you perspective. Mercy is what makes it possible for you to bring good upon the land, even though you know that there are some that are undeserving of it. Because you see from the perspective of God, mercy. And you see the thing about authority. 
authority in the realm of the spirit. The, the seven stones of Sceva said to him, Paul, I know. This Jesus you are preaching, we know. But who are you? We don't know you. Yes, you are the seven stones of Sceva in the physical. Yet you have, yes, we know that you have a spiritual son name. Yes, we know that <coughs> you've been going to church for a while. Yes, we know that you've been born again for 22 years, but we don't know you. On the level where we take um, instructions from the spirit, on the level where we are commanded, on the level where we, we, they say go to the left of God, we don't see you there. Who are you? We don't know you. Why? Because you see, when you begin to walk on the level of God, and when you begin to have conversations on the level of God, or for lack of a better, Godhood or godliness, part of what happens is that it raises your authority. Because concerning Jesus, he said, after he has suffered and submitted himself in so, to God in so many ways, God has caused him to now have power because of his obedience and the things that he suffered. Look at the way he's now sitting in authority and in power. And he has been given his name that is greater than every other name. So that at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee must bow and every tongue will confess how did he get this authority it was connected to something that if you looked at it in the realm of the physical you will say ah this jesus he does not have sense this jesus does not know how to use his power this jesus does not know how to exercise his rights this jesus hey, instead of him to have come for the legions of angels this jesus no jesus understood that look if you look, look at this thing from the level of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, easy in the future, we never come into the inheritance she's supposed to have. Bralade in the future, we never come into the wisdom she's supposed to have. Stephanie in the future, we never come into the grace that he's, she's supposed to have. Chinedu, we never come into the power he's supposed to have. If I look at it from the level of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Jews, then I will never become the savior of the Gentiles. Jesus was able to bring context, godly context to his struggles and his pain. And in the midst of a godly context, he was able to make the necessary moves that necessitated that he became the king of glory. I perceive that God wants to raise some people to glory, but you are still having conversations on the level of right and wrong, black or white, good or evil. There is a level that is higher than that, and it is called the level of glory. And this is why the Bible says he has called many sons to glory. Glory, glory, glory is called kabod. Glory is called kabod, the weightiness of God, the weightiness of God, the measure of the weight of God. What makes God God? The silver and gold in God. What makes God the SI unit for justice? What makes God the SI unit for kindness? What makes God the SI unit for truth? That is what is called the glory of God, the measure of the weightiness of God? What makes his throne great? What makes his throne strong? What makes it possible for him to speak and everything responds? What makes it possible for him to birth life? Oh, this is what is called the weightiness of his throne. He has called many sons to glory, not on the level of good or bad, not on the conversation of right or wrong, not on the conversation of revenge and what was done to me. No, on the level of glory. When you begin to operate from the weightiness of God, when you begin to operate from the perspective of who God is, not who you are in the flesh, of what God wants, not what you desire in the flesh, of how God sees, not what you see in the physical, that is how you step into the realm of glory.
From where Adam was dwelling in the realm of glory, Adam was able to do such great works upon the earth. Adam was able to name the animals and whatsoever he called them was what they became. Adam was able to navigate and walk through the earth. And Adam saw every plant. And Adam saw every bird in the eye. And Adam saw everything that was in the sea. Adam named every one of them. Adam had dominion, authority, and power. He was able to subdue the earth. He was able to cause the earth to multiply. For the power that you seek and the dominion that you want is tied to your level to operate in the realm of glory. But you do not come into the realm of glory until you can understand the measure of the weightiness of God. What makes God God? Until you can understand the justice system of God. Until you can understand the mercy, the network of mercy of God. This is where you come into the realm of glory. For today, God wants to pull you into that realm. But he needs you to be able to cry out and say, God, teach me mercy. God, teach me mercy. Break me out of the smallness of my thoughts. Break me out of the smallness of the imaginations of the flesh. Lord, reveal to me. If I don't have the capacity to think like this, God, give me capacity. If I don't have the ability to engage on this level, God, give me the ability. My God, cause my eyes to see what this woman is talking about. My God, cause my heart to break into what Pastor is teaching about. Let this go past the words that she's speaking. Let it become a reality in my soul. Let it become a reality in my spirit. My God, I don't just want to hear the words. I want to receive the spirit of the words. My God, come into my life. My God, come into my room. My God, come into my house. My God, break through this atmosphere of limitation, this atmosphere of darkness. I can't hear you praying. My God, break past it. My God, pierce the darkness around me. My God, pierce the pain around me. Cause me to I'm <laughs> <laughs> 
you know morning i pray that god will open your eyes first of all to see the weight of who you are and then for you to see the weight of who he is and so that you cannot begin to desire to draw closer and come into his own weightiness i make this prayer because if you are giving the bible says do not cast a pearl before a swine do not put a gold earring in the nose of a pig it says if you do it will trample on it on the ground it will turn around and attack you that gave it the pearl the bible says continue to teach wisdom to the wise but do not tell wisdom to a foolish man if not he will attack you he will say to you that you are trying to destroy me. Do not do that. I want you to hear me this morning. The reason why I said you need to know who you are is because if you understand who you are, you would understand why you need to pray prayers like this. Remember, I was saying to you guys a few days ago that David did not know that the things he was writing in his journal when he was going through what he was going through with Bathsheba, crying, he was writing it on his iPhone notes. Oh my God, I have erred against you. Oh God, I have sinned. Hi, how could I do this? How could I do this? Ah, God, I took somebody's wife and then I, I killed the person. Ah, God, only your mercy can deliver me. He was typing it on his notes and then he will lock the notes, lock the phone, lock everything. He will lock the ISF that can see the phone. And then David thought to himself, these scrolls are kept away. Nobody will know. These things are between me and God. The things we are written right now are his personal notes, personal, his diary. That's what we are reading. David never knew that one day God was going to pull all of it and expose it to all of creation to see. David never even imagined that the confessions he wrote in secret and the things he begged God for forgiveness about, God was going to take it one day and turn it into the holy word. That someday God, people will be able to access God and access the heavens through the confession of a man. David never imagined that that was possible. He was just living his life and trying to be the best person he could be based on the standard of faith that he knew. He never knew. If only you knew that someday your lives will be written and read by all men, will be read by all creation. And someday when they read your story and your decisions, the host of heaven will fall on their knees and say, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. If only you knew how much investment God has made on you. If only you knew how the elders and the angels in heaven see you. Ah, the thing I'm telling you this money will not be too big for you. If only you understood the life force that you are and what you release to all of creation by being in perfect alignment with holiness. If only you knew, then you would not joke around with your life. I need you to see the weightiness of who you are. 
I need you to understand that there's an interconnection and there is a network in the realm of the spirit. And your ability to function in the knowledge of who you are and to come into the wisdom of eternity is what empowers me to be who I am. I remember on one of those days as I fell on the floor and I was praying, I had begun the prayer by saying, God, am I still who I am? People call me pay out the most high. Is there even any part of me that is even connected to you? Am I, I was crying and weeping on the floor. And at some point, I, I was still talking from the level of smallness. And then God began to raise the conversation. God began to raise the conversation. God began to raise the conversation until I arrived at the throne room of God. When I arrived in the throne room and I began to see the burden in the heart of the father and i began to see the burden for all of creation and i looked at who i was and i realized the calling of god upon my life and i realized the role i was going to play in the days to come i began to pray i began to say lord break me from the shackle of this pain break me from the limitation of this plane help me to tear apart the garment of this affliction that satan wants to put put upon me help me to rise up oh god i comfort in my heart the love of humanity i comforting my heart, the love of people. I must fulfill my purpose. I must do that for which I was called and anointed and ordained by God. My God, my God, I am the shoulder upon which you will rest your head. I am the shoulder upon which you will put your body. My God, I am the one that wants to wipe the tears from your eyes. God, give me the grace to remember to, re to remain your love child. Oh, I began to pray. I began to pray because the moment I saw who I was again, and I realized that pain does not change my identity in the realm of the spirit. Affliction does not take away my identity in the realm of the spirit. Suffering does not change God's mind concerning my assignment. The only thing that can remove me from my seat of authority in the heavens are the decisions that I make. As long as they are in alignment with the government and the throne of God, then I retain my authority. But the moment that I make decisions contrary to the ways of the spirit, I lose my authority. And I said to God, my heart is broken. I am in fear. I am confused. But preserve me in truth. Help me to make the right decisions in truth so that I will not lose my authority in the realm of the spirit. I said, God, I feel my oil drying up and I feel my words getting harder to pronounce in the spirit. I said, but God, if you would give me the ability to see as you see, and if you would give me the grace to decide as you would decide past my pain and my struggles, then I know that I will retain my oil and I will retain my ability to articulate your will to a generation. God, Help me to decide like you, not out of my flesh, not out of the smallness of human judgment. When you see in mercy, you see people, you see nations. Mercy increases your sight. Mercy increases your vision. You are able to think on a certain level and you are able to have the boldness and courage and audacity to do the things that others will take years to do. If God tells me today, you see, you are going to take the whole of Europe. I may sit back and say, ah, how can these things be, Lord? But now my heart does not wonder, ah, me, where, hey, the reason why you see yourself like that as small and the things of this world seem big is because you have not trained your eyes to see on the level of God. 
Train your eyes to see on the level of God. Train your eyes to see through the realm of God, through the lenses of God consistently. Things like nations will be small to you. Things like government will be small to you. If they tell you you are going to stand before the presidents of the world, your human heart may beat, but your spirit will remain set as flint. Because you have trained your eyes to see consistently on the level of God. Let us make that prayer this morning. My God, train my eyes to see for where you see. My God, train my heart to beat as your heart beats. My God, train my spirit to sense the way your spirit senses. My God, train me. If I have fallen out of the school of your mentorship, if I have fallen out of the school of the spirit, my God, re enrose me. Re enroll me in the school of the spirit. Re enroll me in the tutelage of the spirit. My God, set me back on the path that is right. Forgive me for the days of foolishness, even if it was just yesterday. Forgive me for the days of foolishness. Put me on the path of light. Train me in the wings. Help, oh God, to be able to decide based on how you decide. Father, we restore me, oh God. Somebody was sharing something very powerful with me that 
they heard at um, the WAFBEC conference that just finished that one of the speakers was sharing. And the speakers was, was talking about how, you know, through the story of Joseph, Joseph kept talking about, you know, oh, I had a dream. I, you know, uh, the Lord said to me, I will become this, you know, um, you all will bow before me. He, there was so much I, 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 I in Joseph and his explanation of who he was and what he would do and the life that God has called him to. There was a lot of eyes. And so you will realize that consistently God is like, oh, this guy is still seeing this picture from where he is. Oh yeah, throw him in the pit. He then arrives at Potiphar's house and it's a case he's still in that place of I, oh, I cannot do this. I, and God is like, this, this, this thing has not yet removed from his body. Oh yeah, prison. And he is there for years. But finally, when Pharaoh calls him and says, oh, I hear that you are the one that can interpret dreams. I hear that you are the one that can tell me. I hear that you are. Joseph says to him, God is able to interpret your dream. God sees all things and God knows all things. After the things he has suffered, he began to understand that this journey is not about Joseph. This journey is about God. He began to appropriate unto his gifts and unto God the honor of his gifts, his grace. And he did not see himself anymore as the gifted Pharaoh and uh, the gifted Joseph. Look at the things that I can do. Now that he saw himself as a Joseph that has been sent as a forerunner in the house of his people. But please mute your mic, mute your mics, please. For the deliverance of his people, for the liberation of his people, Joseph began to put things within the right context. The moment that that happened, we see how Joseph exploded and he became the prime minister overnight. I thought that was a really powerful revelation. But you see, what, 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 why am I saying that? You know, because when you, you didn't see when Joseph met his brothers, and he revealed himself to his brothers. And they began to say, oh, forgive us. We think you're going to kill us. Joseph said, no, 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 no. No, no, no. I'm not that guy anymore that does not understand why you did what you did. I get it. What you meant for evil, God planned it for good. God sent me ahead of you to save you in the day of famine. God made me go through what I went through to liberate you from the struggle that is about to come upon you. You see, I myself, I have not become a vehicle of the mercy of God because I have come into the understanding and the revelation of mercy. I am not about, I am not even holding on to that anymore. You think that, oh, Pierre Cano is gone because I see from the level of God. God is liberating somebody today. Then your, you see, your promotion and the establishment of your destiny is tied to the words that I am speaking this morning. It is not sweet. It is not what you want to hear, but it is the key that will open the door. Some people's bodies will literally be healed if you receive what I am telling you. And you go in prayer. And it, there was a day I said, God, I don't know how to. Teach me how making me want to. I don't know how to. I am a human being. I am not you. You, you are God. Me, I'm human. But I have heard that you have put a portion of yourself in me. Lord, unlock that portion because you will never ask me to do or to be a person that you have not already given me the ability to. But I don't see it. So show me the part of me that can journey past all of this so that I can arrive at the inheritance that you have for me. Joseph, needed to go through that before the doors of authority was unlocked to them. But you see, here is the problem with the timing of God and the, and the expectations of God from the life of a man. 
It wasn't about Joseph. It was about the sons of Israel. It was about Ephraim and Manasseh. It was about the lineage that God was trying to create and pull out all the way from Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. And then you then arrive at these 12 tribes and then you arrive at the people of Israel. And it's not even just about the physical people of Israel. It's about the spiritual Israel that is going to be birthed. And the fact that the physical Israel becomes a type and a representation for us by which we can understand how God engages with us, the spiritual Israel. This wasn't about Joseph. Joseph needed to come into the prophetic for him to be able to bring context to the experiences of his life. For him to be able to humble himself and say, hello, hello, hello. This is not about me holding judgment against someone and someone coming to kneel down to crawl to beg me. You don't need to do that. I get it. I see it. Unless God delivers me to the hand of a man. You cannot do anything wrong to me. And that's what I say to people. Oh, Pia, I know you hurt me. You can never hurt me except God allows you to. You cannot break me except my God permits you to. You cannot do anything to me except God permits you to. Because I am hid in Christ and Christ in God. How can you break past and get to me except the Lord himself gives you access? Because who is it that can break the eternal rock of ages? Nobody. Except the eternal rock himself opens up himself. And then Jesus opens up himself. And like Job, they sit back and they say, here is my daughter. Oh yeah, do what you can, but do not touch her soul. Do not touch her spirit. You cannot except the Lord permits you to. Now, the onus is now on me to come into the revelation of this fact and in prayer and in intercession and in godly thoughts and in training myself by the word to be able to bring myself into the alignment of the recognition of what God is doing. Job began to say when the time of the resurrection was coming, Job began to say, I have heard of you by the ears of the, the hearing of the ears. Now let my eyes see you. Because Job understood that, ah, all the rubbish I've been saying from Job chapter one to this, um, Job 42 or be wherever that verse is. He says, it's, I'm, I've been saying it from the perspective of my humanity. He said, but now I get it. Because by the time God came down, I began to say, Job, you that came out of nowhere, that was empowered to do the things that you did, now you are bragging and talking about how, you know, I have been a righteous man. I have fed the widows. I have done, God is like, Job, you need to get it right. You don't come out lightly. You don't command thunder. You don't command the sea. You don't know where the gates of death are. You don't even know where Leviantha lies, let alone for you to tame it. Job, bring it all into context. In that moment, Job realized he had to change his prayer. Somebody needs to change their prayer points today. You need to redirect it from your enemies to yourself. You need to take the knife of vengeance from your enemies to your own heart. You need to turn around and realize who you are like Joseph and where you stand in the eternal plan of God and your ability to see your brothers accurately. His ability to give them honor when they seemingly did not deserve it is because he did not judge their honor based on where they, he was coming from and what they had done. He judged their honor based on who God had called them to be. Mercy. I pray that God in his mercy, he will retrain your eyes. Amen. I pray that mercy will retrain your heart. Amen. I pray that mercy will re-educate you. Amen. I pray that mercy will give you the strategies for the future. Amen. I pray that mercy would empower you on the path that you're supposed to walk. Amen. I pray that mercy 
will cause you to rise up in the authority that God wants you to have. Amen. Mercy. Mercy. Amen. Mercy. That Amen. the testimony of your life today will be the testimony of restoration. Amen. The testimony of restoration. To Amen. you that you have been walking in depression and weakness as you come into this level of thought and as you come into this manner of prayer, the hand of the enemy is breaking off you. The legal Amen. rights he had, he's losing them because you are now praying a godly prayer. So Amen. I pray that God will help you to be persistent in godliness. In the, heart, in the heart of God. In the heart Amen. of God. You will not only Amen. hear the teachings of God, but the Amen. teachings will enter your heart and it will Amen. become the spirit of godliness at work in you. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. I pray that this will be a new day for you. That Amen. it will be a new season for you. That you see that world that we saw in the spirit, it will break as you embrace God and Amen. as you embrace the standard of God in the Amen. name of Jesus. I pray that Amen. God will restore to you the joy of his salvation. The Amen. Bible calls it his salvation. He will restore to you the joy of his salvation. Amen. And as the Bible says, with joy, you will draw from the wells of salvation. Amen. I pray that as your joy is restored by God, that God Amen. will help you to begin to draw from the wells once again. I pray Amen. that everything that had made you to think that your life was useless, you had nothing, everything is falling apart. I pray that God will begin to bring a reorientation to come to you and as the Lord Amen. shows you mercy and brings you into the workings of mercy, you will begin to see the blessedness of your life once again. Amen. You will begin to see the beauty of your life once again. Amen. The Bible says that Jesus. do not be evil like Esau, that who Jesus. for a morsel of bread he sold his birthright because mm. Esau perceived it as evil. Esau did not see the weightiness of what he was carrying. Esau did not see the weightiness of the blessing that God had given to him. So he said, oh, for the satisfaction of this temporal hunger. You can take the blessing. The Bible says do not be evil like Esau because there are some people here that are about to sell their birthright and God caused this message to come as an intervention so that you will not go ahead. You will not enter that hotel room in the name of Jesus. Amen. You will not Amen. have that conversation in the name of Amen. Jesus. You will not that right. You will not sell that Amen. contract. You will not sell that business. You will not Amen. change the figures. You Amen. will not, you will not yes. change you will not sell your best price in Amen. the name of Jesus. Says, do not be the evil like Esau. He says, Jacob, I have loved, but Esau, I have hated. You will not be evil like Esau. You will not give up Amen. what you should honor. You will not disdain yes, what you should honor in the name Amen. of Jesus. Jesus, what you see accurately as mercy into your life. You Amen. begin to see the beauty of your life. You Amen. begin to see the holiness. You begin Amen. to see the weightiness of your life once again. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. God will restrain your sight. Amen. Amen. God will restore your Everywhere where you have been blinded by deceitful, demonic experiences. To Kenzie. see you are broken of them. Please mute that microphone. The person calling Kemzi. Today you are broken of that demonic hold in Amen. the name of Jesus. And you come Amen. into the liberty of the spirit. Amen. That you can evaluate rightly and you can make the right decisions. Amen. You will not lose anything anymore. Amen. You will not lose anyone anymore. 
Amen. The grace of the restorer is upon you. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God bless you. God bless you. God has caused restoration to come upon you. Amen. Please make sure you go back and you just fill yourself up with scriptures about the mercy of God today. Because like I said to you, sometimes God will just cause us to deviate by the next day. He brings a different topic. So fill yourself up with the scriptures on the mercy of God. And, you know, whatever God leads you to do, do it. I beg you, whatever God leads you to do, do it. But remember, mercy is not an emotion. It's not, oh, I cried and I feel it. Oh, I feel it. No. God teaches in mercy. He will show you principles. He will give you instruction. So God may call you to reconcile with somebody or reconcile somebody back to him. You may may even be a minister and you're watching somebody's life go astray and you are saying, because they did this to me, I will not know. Let mercy give you the strategy for reconciliation, for reordering. Mercy may cause you to go and pick up that book you were writing and start again. Mercy may cause you to go back and restart that business. Mercy, I pray that as God begins to speak to you and as he begins to reveal to you, as you pray with those scriptures, look out for the preceding instructions or for the preceding instructions rather. Instructions Mm. will follow the teachings of mercy. Look out for the instructions and whatsoever God tells you to do, do it quickly. What I was saying about timing, yes, I, I was going to say something about uh, Joseph, about timing and um, God's expectation of the destinies of men is because if Joseph had not come into the place of understanding and receiving and believing that, okay, this is not about me, this is about by the people of Israel, my brothers and the future generation. If Joseph had not broken loose into that point as at the time he did, guess what? God will raise somebody else because God will not sabotage the future of the earth because of one man's inability to come into godliness. Some people will lose their destiny inheritance because they could not just receive the message about the mercy of God. They could not come into the context of all creation. They will lose it. If Joseph did not God would have found somebody else. I'm sure that God was already preparing another person in one corner because God was not about to sabotage his eternal plan because of Joseph's inability to see the big plan. Please, it is in humility that we receive God's plans. Understanding that God loves us, but nobody ties the hand of God. Nobody. In humility, you humble yourself under the eternal, ever-moving hand of God, knowing that it is a privilege to be part of what he's doing in every time and every generation. Do not lose out on your eternal inheritance. And may God give you the grace to humble yourself and to pray the right prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Have a lovely day. Thank you, P.I. Thank you.